This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An Alabama congressman was able to be part of bestowing a Purple Heart Award. Congressman Jerry Carl presented the Medal for Bravery to Corporal Robert Curtis Andry on his 97th birthday. Andrew is retired from the U.S. Army and is a native of Buck, Alabama. Andrew was part of the 761st Black Tank Battalion during World War II. This battalion was able to modify the U.S. Sherman tank in order to travel twice the original speed and then be able to outrun German panzer tanks. Andrew's tank was ambushed during a push into Berlin, Germany. He was rescued and treated by a medic and then rejoined his Black Tank Battalion, which went on to liberate 30 villages and concentration camps. Andrew then returned to Alabama, married his high school sweetheart, and they were married for 73 years. Congressman Carl released a statement saying that Andrew's sacrifice and dedication embodies patriotism and the fighting spirit that defines the greatest generation. A day after the Mobile City leadership held a press conference on crime in the city, a district judge is now pushing back. Judge Sprio Cherigotis spoke from the bench in his courtroom, saying it was childish and a cop-out to blame the judicial system for the criminality on the streets. Those statements made by Cherigotis were reported by WALA News. Mobile Police Chief Paul Prine said on Monday that the city law enforcement cannot arrest its way to low crime if the judicial system keeps putting the criminals back out on the streets. Cherigotis responded to that comment, saying that public officials should start acting like a team rather than casting blame. The judge says that the Mobile County Courts are handling more criminal cases per judge than any other judicial circuit in the state. He also said that other counties are dealing with the exact same backlog problem due to the suspension of cases and court activity during the COVID-19 crisis. Cherigotis says that city leaders should be looking to sit down and talk with judges rather than hold a press conference for the public. A Fort Rucker military flight surgeon had her day in court in the earlier weeks of March. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long testified before a federal court about the Department of Defense mandating COVID-19 vaccines upon all the members of the military. Long was in a U.S. district court in Florida, where she says she observed negative effects on the central nervous system for the pilots that were given the shot. Long and two other military whistleblowers are revealing the data coming from the military health database for soldiers, They say it shows a 1,000% increase in diseases and vaccine injuries in 2021 compared to the data that was entered in the previous five years. Long told the judge that she has seen so many soldiers have their lives destroyed by the COVID-19 vaccine and that morale within the military is at an all-time low. Long says that where she works, there has been at least two suicides. Long says that she is willing to lose her career over the whole issue and that she has nothing to gain and everything to lose by talking about it. Well, there's some serious spring cleaning going on in Birmingham. The mayor, Randall Woodfin, has announced that effective today, all outstanding traffic and parking fines from January 2011 onwards are now pardoned and removed from the books. The amount of outstanding tickets in the Magic City stands at 756000 with a total financial worth in fines of $35 million. Woodfin says that the goal is to provide individuals with economic relief and a second chance. The pardon on tickets will not be applied to misdemeanors, felonies, DUIs, 
or other serious traffic offenses. The Montgomery Zoo is welcoming a new member of the animal kingdom there, a male pygmy hippopotamus. The baby hippo is named Herodary and was born this past February. The little calf came in weighing at 12 pounds upon birth, but has been packing on the hippo fat at a healthy pace of a pound per day. Herodary will be viewable to the public this week as part of its biggest fundraiser of the year, which is Zoo Weekend. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul is reminding President Joe Biden that going to war over in Europe when it comes to the Ukraine-Russia conflict is not just a bad idea. It cannot be done without congressional approval. The idea of war, or the idea of the U.S. being directly involved in the war, the Constitution requires that it be debated in Congress. The president doesn't have the power to do or enter us into a war, so it would have to be debated in Congress. Also, there is uh, that little thing of nuclear war. We've been Mm -hmm. avoiding a direct military confrontation with Russia over 70 years with the hopes of uh, avoiding a nuclear war. So these are not small items and things that should be very, very carefully considered. In each of the resolutions condemning the invasion that I've allowed to move forward, I've insisted that they put as provisions in those resolutions that uh, nothing is to be construed as being an authorization of use of force within Ukraine or an authorization of introduction of troops. It's very easy to have sympathy and to, mm-hmm. to have you know, a great deal of regard for the fight that the Ukrainians are putting forward. But if people want to do more than that, they are welcome to volunteer and people are welcome to fly over there and fight in the war if they wish. But the thing is, is bad things are happening around the world all the time. You know, there were bad things that happened in Rwanda. There are bad things that have happened in North Korea. There are bad things happening currently in China. And not every one of them do we militarily send troops into and get involved. And so that debate to get involved in a war has to be a very, very serious uh, discussion uh, without intemperate language and with the full realization of what war means. Paul spoke on Newsmax TV. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is preparing for a trip to Europe to sit down with NATO leaders. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki will not be able to travel with the White House group. She has tested positive for COVID-19 for the second time in less than six months. Psaki has also taken the vaccine and booster, but still says that her PCR test on Monday came back positive, which means she must take certain precautions to socially distance from other White House staff, along with the president. And since the PCR test has been brought up in recent news, can I just point out this little-known fact, with at least within mainstream media, that has emerged from the Center for Disease Control back in August of 2021. The CDC sent a memo to all doctors, hospitals, and medical centers urging them not to use the PCR test past the deadline of December 2021 in order to assess COVID-19 cases. That memo urged the entities to move away from that PCR test because it's not reliable in its use for distinguishing between coronavirus and the influenza. Apparently, this is the one and only CDC memo that the White House has chosen to not strictly adhere to uh, since Saki continues to take the unreliable PCR test. The Senate Judiciary Committee has passed the preliminary statements and is now into questioning Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Kentaji Brown-Jackson. Some conservative Republicans are taking this opportunity to ask Jackson to defend her record of leniency in sentencing men who were found guilty of possession of child pornography. Conservative Republicans like Senator Ted Cruz were pretty aggressive 
and what they presented from her record. Every single case, 100% of them, when prosecutors came before you with child pornography cases, you sentenced the defenders to substantially below, not just the guidelines, which are way higher, but what the prosecutor asked for on average of these cases, 47.2% less. Now, you said you made sure the voice of the children was heard. Do you believe in a case like United States versus Hawkins, where the prosecutor asked for 24 months and you sentenced the offender to only three months? Do, do you believe the voice of the children is heard when 100% of the time you're sentencing child porno- uh, those in possession of child pornography to far below what the prosecutor's asking for? Yes, Senator, I do. Could, could you explain how? I will. A couple of observations. One is that your chart does not include all of the factors that Congress has told judges to consider, including the probation office's recommendation in these cases. Well, Judge Axel, we don't have those probation. The committee has not been given the probation office's recommendation. We would welcome them. I would, lo- Mr. Chairman, I would love to see those. The we second, don't have access to The them. second thing I would say is that I take these cases very seriously as a mother, as someone who, as a judge, has to review the actual evidence in these cases and, based on Congress's requirement, take into account not only the sentencing guidelines, not only the recommendations of the parties, but also things like the stories of the victims. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is taking action when it comes to a female swimmer from that state who just competed in the NCAA championship competition in Atlanta. DeSantis has now issued a proclamation that Sarasota native Emma Wyant is deemed the fastest woman competitor in the 500-yard freestyle swimming race. DeSantis says that Wyant earned the title despite the fact that that transgender swimmer Leah Thomas was given the official title of champion by the NCAA. Thomas is formerly known as Will Thomas and was on the Penn State men's swimming team until he declared himself a transgender woman and went over to the women's team. DeSantis says the NCAA and other organizations need to stop denying material reality and asking Americans to play along with their charade by recognizing a transgender as an equivalent competitor to women in sports. DeSantis took to Twitter to make the declaration on Wyant's behalf and ended it by saying the NCAA is making a mockery of championships and is also committing a fraud. There's a renewed push for making and selling electric cars to Americans in the wake of skyrocketing gas prices. However, the upfront price tag on getting an electric car is pretty hefty and it may go even higher when it comes to lithium availability. The cost of lithium carbonate, which is used in making the batteries for the EV, has already jumped 95% in the first three months of 2022. It's trading at $76,000 a ton. A year ago this time, it was at $13,400 a ton. China is also a key supplier of the lithium carbonate with a market share of 20% in global supply. S&P Global says that supply stands no chance of catching up to demand that has now been created in the past 18 months. The average cost of an EV stands at $56,000. If cost of manufacturing continues to go up in regards to lithium, the price tag on an EV 
will as well. Stormy Daniels may need some extra cash to blow her way. The adult film star had her appeal rejected by a federal court. Daniels had filed a defamation lawsuit against Donald Trump that did not proceed past the lower court due to failure on her attorney's part to file the documents by the necessary appeal deadline. Now Daniels is supposed to repay Trump $300,000 as part of ending the legal fight, as deemed by the lower court. Daniels claims that she had sex with Trump back in 2006, and she made that claim in the middle of the 2016 presidential election. Trump denied the actions, saying Stormy's accusations were a political stunt. After the judge's latest decision against her on Monday, Stormy says she would rather go to jail than pay money to Trump. And while we're on the topic of Trump and money, his political action committee has made some recent financial filings with the Federal Election Commission. The Save America PAC raised $3.5 million in February alone. As it stands, the the Save America PAC is sitting on $110 million total of cash on hand, which is well above the cash on hand for Republicans, Democrats, or even the Biden campaign account. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Make sure you head over to rightsideradio.org to listen to host Phil Williams as he talks more about the situation in Ukraine, as in what now, what next. I watched the U.S. response, and while... I don't want to see U.S. troops on the ground. I don't. I do believe that there's things we should be doing differently, like allowing those MiG-29s to be transferred, like making sure they have serious air defense capability, like making sure that um, arms and aid shipments are getting there quicker than what we've done because we dithered too long. The Biden administration has been dithering on this too long. Well, Newt Gingrich wrote a piece. You can find it on his website, Gingrich360.com, just this past weekend. And one of the things that I've been trying to, I've been trying to put words into what I was seeing. One of the things that I've been seeing over and over again in, in watching the way President Biden addressed all this issue, Newt Gingrich ca- encapsulated it quite well. It's as if he is emotionally withdrawn. And that's what, that's what I'm seeing, man. When you, when you watch him speak about this, he has no passion in his voice whatsoever. It doesn't look like he's at all offended or deeply concerned. It appears that he's almost, you know... A little bit sleepy about it, like he's talking about <sighs> last night's spaghetti dinner. That's, I mean, that's the way you feel when you're watching the president of the free world talk about Russia invading a sovereign nation in Eastern Europe. That he appears to be almost emotionally withdrawn. Well, that's your update for the day. Ukraine, what now? What next? Well, what next is stalemate, it appears. What next? It's probably more bombing of civilians. What next is massive displaced civilian operations and refugee operations um, in neighboring countries. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember you can subscribe and get these reports directly to your phone or electronic device by going to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and hitting the subscribe button. And while you're there, feel free to pass the link on to a friend who you think will appreciate the information. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 